Well, guys, it's good to be back in Atlanta. It's not much warmer here, though, than it was in Green Bay. Um, speaking of cold, the Falcons are kind of <laughs> cold right now, too. Sure, uh, sure. Five straight losses, DJ. Yeah. Uh, in the last 30 games, they're, I don't think they've broken 20 points in that span either. So a lot to discuss from Green Bay um, and just where this, this, this team is right now. We can talk a little bit about what the fans are saying, and I know you got some stuff, Dave, on, on Twitter, and I got some stuff in the mailbag that we can talk about. But uh, they lost 34-20 yesterday. It was a penalty-marred game, some mistakes. They shot themselves in the foot, negated some very good plays. Um, you know, well, let's just jump in. Let's just jump into Green Bay before we talk big picture with this team and the final three games. Um, you know, there's this notion, Dave, that, you know, some fans, they want to, they see where we are right now, we would be picking like fourth in the draft and, you know, they want, the, this word tank comes up. This isn't the NBA, but, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, think it's crazy. The, the, the whole notion that you lay down the rest of the season is a joke to me. Yeah, and me it too. really is me kind too. of insulting. It's, it's insulting. I would, I would ask someone okay could you quit on your family if things got a little little dicey or things didn't go well could you quit or would you want to be with people that are in your company that because things didn't go as well on an account or something that they quit and they don't work as hard the next time out right, how right. do you trust that person so i understand what the fan is saying about trying to get a better draft pick i get that concept but can you trust a guy that's going to quit or lay down or tank or stop playing? It's a ridiculous notion. That's not what, first of all, that's not what got you into this to begin right, with. Right. Okay. If you have any competitive juice at all, you're not going to let the guy on the other side beat you up. Right. I don't care what's on the line. I got to beat that guy across from me. At least I'm going to try to. Yeah. I may not, and that happened this weekend. But you can't lay down. From the, a, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. From a player perspective. It's hard to go out and not put forth your best effort. You're talking about playing against guys that you're probably going to see in the offseason. You're talking about putting things on tape that people are going to see. That's a great and point. I mean, if you go out and do not give 100% of effort, you may not have a job next year. You're yeah. trying to worry about your team having a better draft pick. That's just not going to happen. There's so much time and effort put into a game plan weekly for you to go out and not give everything you have. And I know there's nobody on this team that's going to do that. And for the fans that think you can go out and not play your best each and every time you're on the field, it's kind of ridiculous because these guys put everything into it. This is their job. This is their mm -hmm. livelihood. This is why they wake up and this is why this is how they feed their family. So there's no way they're going to look forward to something else going on in the future because these guys get paid for 16 weeks. Right. And this is the only time they have to put their best foot forward when they're playing a the game. And if you worry about tanking or getting a better position, well, you may not have a chance to feed your family next year. Well, and, and if, if you get a, a t let's say, let's say if, a, if someone that's in a decision-making area and gets a notion that you're not playing as hard as you can. Now, your, your best that day might not be good enough. We've seen that yeah. before. We've seen it yeah. with the Falcon team, that your best effort just wasn't as good as the other guy's effort. But still, you're giving that effort. As you just said, from a, from a, from a film standpoint, I mean, that's going to permeate the entire league. 
if I'm in Oakland or wherever I am and I look on tape and I say, wait a minute, that's not, <laughs> I've seen this guy play and that's, mm -hmm. not, that's not how he plays. Right. I mean, I don't want that guy on my team. Right. And I certainly wouldn't want to be working with that guy in whatever business we're doing if I know the guy can lay down because things got tough. We're defined you're defined by your how you handle adversity, Absolutely. not by how you handle success. Yeah. Okay, and that's where we are. Last thought on that, real quick. You're right, both of you. I totally agree with both of you. No player benefits from no. from taking plays off. No. Uh, the coaching staff right now is looking at guys who are going to step up. Uh, we hear that step up, but just guys that are going to be leaders, guys that are going to make plays. Something to build on. Something to, you know, you talk about some of these teams that, you know springboard into championship seasons well it's it they springboard from the adversity from the years before you yeah. know dan quinn talked about the, some of those seattle teams that you know had some tough times but it's not when they were experiencing success mm -hmm. it was through the tough times but the last thing too is this you can't predict what's going to happen around the rest of the league if over the, the last five games that they've played had they won one game two <laughs> games right now they would, some people kind of roll their eyes at this, but they would be right in the thick of the wild card chase. It's been a crazy season. It's been a crazy yeah. season. Had they won two, three of those games or just one more right now, you look at what's happening around the league. Carolina has lost five straight. The Vikings have stumbled. The Packers, until yesterday, were stumbling. They well, fired so many their teams coach. right there at six wins. Yes. So many teams right there at seven wins, five wins that are still in the mix it's so one of those years where an eight and 18 can get into the playoffs now believe it or not math i was talking to curtis jackson with the communications department here he said there is actually a scenario where a seven and nine team can get into the playoffs now a lot would have to happen as you said the moon would probably have to <laughs> crash <laughs> on the earth yeah. um, you know and i and, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of people are going you've got to be kidding me we're actually going to talk about playoffs for a team <coughs> we're not. that we're not has, hasn't about. has only won once on the road and right can't crack yeah. 20 points over the last five games but let's talk about specifically what happened in green bay real quick um you know, I, I look at it, and the first thing I think of are the penalties, and, and they shot them. They, they opened the game with a seven-play, 75-yard mm -hmm. drive, go right down. Julio on that crossing place gets the ball in past the pylon. They score 7 nothing. Perfect way to start mm -hmm. a road game in a tough environment. Yeah, and it, then and what, it, it, the wheels One last off. little note on the, the whole Tanking. laying down thing, and yeah. then we're going to jump to the game, I promise. Julio Jones catches the crossing route, outruns the defender to the pylon, scores. Right. Now, I don't know if the fan got a chance to see what happened after that. But after that, there's a little kid that's about 10 years old sitting in the front row of the stands Give wearing a Julio him. Jones jersey. Yes. He runs over and he gives the kid the ball. Okay, I don't know how many games that kid gets to come to. But obviously his favorite player is Julio Jones. And if he lives in Green Bay, that might be the only chance he gets to see Julio Jones play. If we're tanking and not playing our best players, that little kid who came to see his favorite player play. Take that opportunity away from him. Never gets the opportunity to see that, that play. Well, and there's going to be kids that are here in Atlanta this weekend. There'll be kids on the road. There'll be people on the road in Carolina and Tampa coming up. That might be the only game they go to. They want to see their favorite players, and so there's an obligation from that regard. All the other stuff we said, 
from that regard to go out and give your best performance and do what we, you do. We have that picture on AtlantaFalcons.com and also I wrote my column last night early this morning about Julio Jones. He is leading the league right now with a league best 14, 1,400 yards. 14, yeah. 29. Uh, what is that, four or five times in a row now, Matt? For five years straight? Five, five, five years in a row, straight yards? seasons. The only player to do that wow. in league history, five straight seasons with at least 1,400 yards. He also is the only player to do it with 80-plus receptions. Um, the, the, the only other person to do it was Marvin Harrison, who had four straight. A Hall of Famer, Marvin Harrison. So one Get player, the gold jacket ready for number 11. Yeah, so one player who definitely is not tanking and would probably fight you, yeah. If you said anything to him about it, is Julio Jones. Uh, when he well, go, got, back, go back a couple of weeks when I think somebody asked him. About touchdowns? Not even about touchdowns. I think it was about what are you playing for? Are you playing for pride? And Julio says, no, we're not playing for pride. We're playing to kick their, yeah, you know whoop, I mean? Whoop them. So, yes. so ask Julio Jones if he's thinking about tanking. Ask Julio Jones if, you, if he's thinking about what's going to happen down the road. Yeah, and so, you know, he is one player that is not quitting. Matt Ryan is not quitting and those are your two leaders your mm. two most important cogs your highest paid players and they are kick you know they're, they're working their tails off and yeah you know, well, ask, ask mr rockdale county if he's laying down number 97 <laughs> wait oh, great Jarrett. Jarrett. yeah oh yeah that didn't i just i apologize i got mean no, i didn't mean to important. drag you guys back into that it's important i just thought that was a really cool moment for julio and i think it typifies Really, at the end of the day, after everything we said about team and, and job and all that kind of stuff, that may typify more than any, any reason why you continue to play as hard as you can and get out on the field and do what you best you can because of the fan, the young fan that's out there potentially watching you, maybe for the only time. So I apologize for dragging you guys. No, no. I mean, if your two, three best players are not quitting um, and I'm on that team, they're going to call you out if they see it, if Absolutely. they hear it. So this whole notion is crazy. I know right now, technically, they would be a number four draft pick right now if the draft were tomorrow, but that's not how they're thinking. Dan Quinn uh, wants people to wants leaders. He's said it a number of times. They want to win the game, and you just don't know what's going to happen. They with the rest of the league, and so let's talk about Green Bay, though. You know, let's after that opening <coughs> drive, Dave, uh, things started to go south, sideways, and. Yeah, and to, for me, and I know Shock's going to talk about some opportunities that were missed, and I'll be look. I'll look forward to, to hearing that. Shock, for me, it was attention to deep. Whenever you get penalties, and whenever you miss things that are potentially there, it's attention to detail, and yeah. that's the part you look for as a coach when things start to fray a little bit from an attention to detail, whether it's hand placement blocking on the line that nullifies a 31-yard completion to Jones down the left sideline. Because you're holding, yeah. or whether you get, or whether you, uh, Matt doesn't look and doesn't see that the back pedal, the, the guy's not backpedaling, he's squatting on the route, can't throw the out route there. Yeah. Matt be the first guy to tell you that's a bad decision. Talking about the pick six, yeah, the pick six. Yeah. So there's a number of play. Whether you misfit against the run because you didn't diagnose it quick enough, and that happened a couple of times. If you're in the defensive line, you're swelling up and taking up two guys, a little detail where you kind of reach out and there's holding going on all the time, but are you doing all those little things to allow Deion Jones to free up and make a tackle? Those are the little details that magnify when you get enough of them, shock, that maybe lead to some of the opportunities you want to talk about. And 
when I look at the game, yeah, Green Bay played well. They, they had some plays. They did some good things well. And even over this five-game stretch, a lot of the losses have not been because of what the team did. It's because of what the Falcons did. And I think Coach Quinn talks about it every week. It's the fundamentals. It's the details. It's the stuff that we can correct that we are doing throughout a game that's not allowing us to be successful. And yeah. I think that's the biggest part of it is, yeah, you, you're getting some pushback from another team, and of course you will, yeah. but it's the little things you're doing, like Archer's talking about the hand placement, not being in the right spot. Maybe it's talked about the, the throw by Matt, not having to throw that football. Well, maybe Hooper doesn't round it off as much. You know, those are small things. Instead of coming out of that break faster, not pushing the guy's leverage, playing to his leverage, running, and then just running straight at him and coming out of it. Those are the small things that you can correct as a player and as a team that's not all the way on the other team that's really forcing the issue. So I, I think that goes hand in hand with some opportunities you miss, but also the details inside the game that's never on the stat sheet, that's never really uh, blown up in proportion on the outside world. But those are the things that when they turn on the tape, yeah. and they watch it. Yeah. And that's why you hear Coach Quay, you hear all the guys talk every week, and they still feel like they're so close because they turn on that film and they can see the small, minute details are the reason why they're on the opposite side of it and it comes out to be a loss. One play that kind of epitomized, not kind of, epitomized what both of you were talking about too. The game was pretty much in hand at this point, mm -hmm. but they're in the red zone. Matt's back and shotgun. And again, you talk about your best players involved here. Alex Mack snaps the ball. Mohamed Sanu's in, no, in, in, in motion. The play, it's an, it was technically an aborted play, fumble. Uh, on, I think they ruled it a fumble on Ryan technically, but the ball hit Sanu, plays recovered by Green Bay, red zone. Again, attention to detail. You know, I don't know if there was an issue with the cadence, that something was off. With, with Alex Mack, if he snapped it too soon, didn't see Matt or Matt. You know, I was, I was asking you, Arch, earlier about, hey, did Sanu get, was he late in his motion? I don't know what exactly happened. I know Matt had some words with some guys on the sideline. He took responsibility for it Which after the game. Does, yeah. And a lot of fans say that Matt doesn't stand up and take, you know, take isn't accountable. He, yes. <laughs> uh, he took the blame for it. Regardless, that is one of, an, an example of attention to details where they shoot themselves in the foot and cost themselves. It's not so much the other team. It's, again, time after time this season, forget the injuries. Every team ha deals with them. It's just the mistakes, the mental things, well, the here, small things that end up have hurt this team, have, have paralyzed this team. Explain kind of that particular play and everything that encompasses what has to happen in there. This is a play where you got a guy coming in motion and you're trying to time it up perfectly where maybe he's going in the flat, maybe he's, he's got a man in, in man coverage and he's trying to, you know, catch him by leverage. And you're on the road, so obviously you're thinking maybe it's some crowd noise, maybe you're trying to, you know. Silent count. Silent count, so you, you, you got the guy coming in motion. Matt has to figure out, okay, where can I raise my leg where the, the guard's going to reach over and tap the center in time, and then he looks down, head nod, and snaps the football. He's trying to maneuver all that at one time. It was a, a, an unfortunate break, but there's so much going on. It's not just he snapped it and he inadvertently hit him. You know, mm -hmm. he's just trying to, quarterback's trying to time it up with the guard and the center and the center's head nod and him coming across. There's so many small details to every single play that maybe the common fan doesn't realize. And yeah, that was unfortunate, but it's the game you play. It's tough. It's a lot going on at that time. And you don't want it to happen there, but 
things happen. And Dan oh. Quinn and Steve Sarkeesian <clears throat> got to be saying to themselves, Arch, we have practiced this play probably hundreds of times. Well, you're not practicing in that situation. In, crowd sure. noise, everybody, everything on the line. But, but if you're, yes. in, and just to kind of piggyback on what Shock talked about there, I talked about details. You're not, you know, hand placement, guy going in motion at the right time, filling the gap. These are the kind of things that if you're not paying attention to those kind of things, if you go back and you look at the play, Ryan brings, there's a shift on one side. He brings a guy in. He waits till he's set, and then he points at Sanu to go in motion. When Sanu goes in motion, he raises his foot. Now the snap count is on, is on mm. Alex Mack. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Mack normally has a rock of the head, you head like this, away. and the reason he's doing that is to, to allow the offensive line around him. They say, okay, the next thing he's going to do after he rocks his head, the ball's coming. Okay, so I can get out of my stance on time. Well, he didn't do any of that on this one. When Sanu went in motion, he snapped it. Mm -hmm. As soon as he was tapped, he snapped the ball, which if I'm the quarterback, and now Matt Ryan took responsibility for it. This is another thing. I'm pretty sure that he didn't anticipate Mac not going through the whole gyration thing right. before he snapped it. He snapped it quick, and it hit Sanu. So the timing that had been attached to the the silent count throughout the game, because they used it the whole game, changed on that play. Yeah. And that's in a detail that the fan looks at and goes, geez, we look like we look like a high school team. Right, red zone. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, at some point you have to count on the details, and, and the details weren't completed there. So, But Matt said, hey, you know what? I call for the snap. That's on me, even though I would be willing to bet you a good chunk of change was not on Matt Ryan, but – you know, what are you going to do? He, yeah. He's the leader of the team. He accepts responsibility. You're listening to Falcons Audible Podcast. I am Matt Tabeek, DJ Shockley, and the great Dave Archer here with us. On a, no great. No great. Uh, I try uh, to be solid, but no great. Come on. <laughs> uh, on a cold Monday here in Flowery Branch. Um, so here we are, 4-9. and nine. Um, This team can finish anywhere from 4-12 and 12 to 7-9 and nine at this point. Uh, regardless, that's going to be. They haven't had. They haven't finished this poorly since uh, 2013, 2014 years. I think when they were four and twelve, six and ten. We remember, um, don't we, John? <laughs> so, I mean, that. so uh, you know, uh, you know. Again, there's an outside chance. It's 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 like less than one percent. So don't. Yeah, I, I won't go there anymore. But uh, they've got a lot of things to address. Um, but they're not thinking off season yet. They're they're thinking about the next three games. They've got Arizona coming up, the last home game of the year, fan appreciation week, by the way, and uh, and then they've got two division games to close out the year. And one of them, uh, Carolina, is uh, experiencing a free fall right now too. Uh, a team that everyone thought as the year would, would you know, mm -hmm. progress, that they would only get better with guys getting healthier, but. Uh, that's why they play the game. So here we are. We, we have Arizona this week. Uh, any thoughts on the state of this team right now? There's been some changes up front, different personnel with, with the line. Uh, Coach Quinn is sh shaking some things up there. Uh, you're starting to see Isaiah Oliver has extended, extended mm -hmm. play time yesterday. Ito Smith ran the ball well, I thought, yesterday. Had some extended time. I thought, I, I thought you were starting to see the emphasis on trying to see what some of these young guys can do. You mentioned Isaiah Oliver. We know, we've seen Ido all year, and 
I don't think if, if Devontae goes down, we don't know exactly how good Ito is. So it's great to see Ito uh, a part of, you know, this offense this year. But also we saw Brian Hill. Uh, Brian and Hill get a lot of uh, run. He actually ran a couple times and obviously saw him on special teams. Uh, these are guys that I think they want to see what these guys look like mm. and some live quality action know where these guys stand going into next season. So you see the emergence of Dan Quinn and his staff trying to see where these guys will fit on this team next year. And obviously you, you're not playing to get some of your other guys out the game just to see what these guys are about, but you want to see what these guys can do. So I, I like the fact that they're trying to implement some of these young guys. Isaiah Oliver had some good plays yesterday, had some ones that he's going to go back and want to work on. I mean, uh, where he gets beat on the fade right there, that's a, a mm -hmm. simple fundamental thing where he doesn't move his feet, he tries to get the jam on the guy, misses the jam, and, you know, gets beat for a big-time fade. But uh, those things he'll learn from. Uh, Brian Hill's another guy who they expect to see a lot of uh, going, I think, for the next last three games of the season. Well, I, I, this kind of goes back to what we started to talk about off the top. Go back, if you get a chance, go back and look at the tape of uh, Ido Smith and, and Brian Hill picking up the blitz. Now, it wasn't the best technique in the world. <laughs> it got and in the way. In fact, <laughs> they were probably more the nail than the hammer. <laughs> But they got in the way of the defender enough on the blitz that allowed Ryan to get the ball out. Remember, we talk about this being a copycat league, and Green Bay tried to heat Atlanta up with some of the same pressures Baltimore did a week ago. And Atlanta did a better job of picking it up. And some of it was they the did. back. And some of it were those two guys, those two young guys that haven't played very much now. They got hammered, but they threw themselves in. In fact, Edo Smith left the game with a stinger late in the game. I was supposed to interview him after the game on radio was unavailable because he was in with a trainer, his stinger came on picking up one of the blitzes. That's where you get a little you get a little nerve pinch in the neck. It's called a stinger. Uh, he left the game because of that late in the football game. In but West, that West was Virginia, his, we call that <coughs> a neck or a shoulder. A we neck. Call that yeah. A yeah. It didn't come off. Though, right? <laughs> it didn't come off. No, it didn't come off. Um, you guys got to go look back at the other podcast to refer to no, no, uh, Matt's ability to diagnose what's but going this on is medically the first, with this his team. Don't go back there. This has been three weeks since West Virginia has been brought up. So... Making big strides. Anyway, I thought yeah. I thought that was that was some key <laughs> moment. But getting back to something you said there, uh, Matt, about the fans. This is a, a team that cares a ton about the fans, and I think Mr. Blank certainly demonstrated that demonstrated that as he accepted the ML uh, uh, Major League Soccer uh, Championship when he raised the cup up and he talked about the fans. Talked about the fans again on the radio on Saturday or on Sunday after before our game. This is Fan Appreciation Weekend this weekend, the Arizona. And I know there's not a lot, a lot on the line from a playoff perspective, but if you get a chance and you, and you do have a ticket, please come down to the game because I know the team would like to recognize you. It has not been the season any of us wanted, and it certainly hadn't been the season you wanted, but they would like to recognize you because I think that this is a city that gets a, a bad rap as far as fan, fan uh, appreciation, fan, who the fans are here. we got a great fan base here in Atlanta. It was fun for me to play in from. I know it was fun for you, Shock, to play in from them. And I know these guys would love to play in front of you guys again this weekend, try to get you a W. But please come down to the stadium. We'd love to see you. Yeah, they are passionate. And uh, we're going to big parade today for the uh, United. Big parade, yeah. It's going to be cold, but uh, you know what? They're, <laughs> they're going to be out there. Um, but, you know, we have, I think we have a very passionate fan base, too. And, yeah, they get fired up. And, you, and, you know, who's excited right now when your team drops five straight? But uh, – you know, that's that's why we're here providing some insight too for you guys, and we're talking about some of these positives and, and think about 
you know, and talk about where this team is headed over the next three three weeks, and we'll get more into maybe some of those off-season um, issues as we get to the final mm-hmm. episodes here. Um, but uh, for right now, the Cardinals are on deck. It's a home game. It's the last home game. It's a game they got to win. And, you know, again, I start. I, I, there were some things, you know, that were positive, uh, you know, in yesterday's game that I think that this team is going to build on. Um, I don't know a ton about the Cardinals. I know they got a pretty good, well, not good, but, I mean, he's getting there. I mean, he's a rookie quarterback, Rosen. They've got a great running back. They've had got, a big win on the road against Green Bay last they, week. They beat Green yeah. Bay and yeah. uh, in Lambeau, right, you said. And uh, so they are a team that's playing for a lot in, in a similar situation right now where they are trying to, hey, they're trying to see if it's a, a new coach, a new staff. They want to see what this team is all about and who's going to step up. And they've got a good mix there of veterans and rookies. But uh, what do you expect to see from from, from them? Uh, and how well, do we I match up? To, I expect them to sell out just like I expect us to sell out. I think that we match up well. They they came into the season with kind of the notoriety on the defensive side of the football. They haven't played quite as well defensively through the year. Played pretty well last week against Green Bay in kind of a driving sleet storm, if you will, in Lambeau. Uh, found a way to win a football game as a missed field goal went wide for Green Bay and Cardinals get a, get a win on the road. That's a momentum for them for them as you talk about with a young quarterback. Mm-hmm. Defensively, they got some good personnel on the defensive side of the football, so it will be a challenge to go out and and beat a team. Anytime you line up the National Football League, I don't care what it is, uh, there's there's guys that are playing with a lot great bit, bit of pride. They're they're elite players, so you got to come to play. Uh, Chuck changed a little bit on the offensive side of the football and I want to go back to this real quickly Matt what mm-hmm. did you see Sombrello started at right tackle Beatles started yeah. again at right guard um, we had a little bit more traction in the run game I thought some of that was Ito's ability to make people miss because yeah. I think he made some people miss. what were your thoughts on where the O-line played I thought it was uh, kind of a mixed bag at times because you go back and I love the concerted effort to run the football um, I think Tevin had maybe more yards in the first drive than he had last two games so you can see the concerted effort to run the football. I thought there was movement at times, but then there was a time where you go third and one and, you know, you get stuffed on the left side. Obviously, you know, Clay Matthews played it really well against Jake, but uh, I like the fact that you got guys still out there fighting. And there were times where you would get beat and, you know, there were times the pocket was kind of collapsing on matter times, but I, I thought this was a unit that's still trying to, trying to fight to play well. Um, you want the best. You want these guys to continue to to find their uh, their feeding in, in this offensive line. But uh, this late in the season, it's going to be tough. And when you're not running the football as good as you should, it puts a lot of pressure on those guys up front. So I think those guys are still fighting, playing hard, and obviously they're you know doing their best. But there were times where you know they were getting beat a couple times. But at the end of the day. These guys will continue to fight at the end, at the end of this season. And I think that is what bodes well for you going forward. Yeah, Edo Smith had 11 carries for 60 yards. Tevin had, I had to look it up, 10 carries for 45. Again, those are those are decent numbers. It's you know maybe not in compared to a lot what what a lot of teams are putting up, but for where this team has been, that's a positive sign at least. And I think the pocket Matt had. For especially in the first half of that game uh, at, at Lambeau, he had a clean pocket. He had time back there, uh, which was good to see. So you know, 
I also think it's important that you you finish this season off the right way. Um, how many times, Arch? I know you've done it tons of times. Going into the next season, you say this team ended the year with a three-game win streak, mm-hmm. and that propelled them into mm-hmm. starting three and zero or something like that. I think the way you finish the season, more than anything, helps you go into the offseason. Whether you you know, don't make the playoffs or whatever it is, if you have something positive to build on going into the offseason, it helps the morale, it helps the coach, it helps the entire culture of your organization when you finish the right way. So I agree. I, I definitely hope this team, and that's why there's so much still to fight for. There's so much for this team to continue to build on because you want to finish going into the offseason the right way. Any thoughts? Thoughts are, let's go get a W this week. I mean, I think that you just concentrate on this week. I think that we're so, the season's been magnified because we're four and nine and everybody's beginning to think about the offseason stuff. Let's mm-hmm. just, how about just, let's just go think about this game. Concentrate on the fan this weekend. It's fan appreciation down at Mercedes-Benz. Come down, cheer your team on. Let's just make it a one-game season for this week. Just one game. Let's go win a game this week and feel good about, about ourselves uh, coming into the next week when we get a chance to do this next Monday. Yeah, and we, we saw these guys in the uh, preseason. I mean, they've got some big names on this team. Larry Fitzgerald, David Johnson, uh, This might Patrick be the last Peterson. chance to see Larry, John, or, uh, Larry, Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald play. Did I, That's yeah, another Larry. reason to come down. Larry Fitzgerald may be done. Yeah. You know, this may be it for him. One of the great receivers of all time. All time. And, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for us. Uh, Falcons Audible Podcast. Dave Archer, DJ Shockley, and Matt's Peak. Peace.